Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to come before you. Uh, very quickly, uh, you may see that they're eating bugs in Ethiopia. I am not kidding. The UN is using the UK resources right now to facilitate this. Ethiopia is next. I guarantee Europe and America will follow. Our food supply is being decimated. And if this train strike goes through on September 16th, uh, where 62% of our food is shipped by rail, uh, that's a DOT Department of Transportation figure, I guarantee you we're going to start being in dire, dire straits. So can I suggest to you that maybe it's time you got as much storable food as you can possibly afford? That's what we've done here at our house. Go to excuse me, go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And also, too, we're suffering in comfort. Um, Mike Lindell's people approached us, said, hey, would you like to do some things with us? Absolutely. Well, we're going to give a great deal to your audience, Dave, because we appreciate what you do. And I go, whoa, thank you. And uh, this is for you guys, two for one, uh, 50% off. Go to mystore.com, coupon code Hodges. Real simple, mystore.com, coupon code Hodges. Great products. I've used them long before they ever called me. I've got the slippers. i got the bed sheets. i got the pillow casings. I even have the dog bedding. So, I mean, I, I love my pillow. And if you haven't tried them out, you will, too. And they have new product lines, too, that you'll see when you go there. And then, finally, may I also tell you that uh, brownouts, blackouts are coming. Uh, they're happening in California. And, uh, in fact, Energy Secretary uh, Granholm said this is the model for the rest of the country. If your power stays off too long, where are you going to get your water? You need water purification because you'll have to scavenge. And I recommend one filter per family because you need to think about volume. So where do you get it? The best, the very best. The Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter, ranked number one. You'll see the research when you go to the site, waterwithdave.com. They like our food representative. They've not raised prices. They still have specials. I don't know how they're doing it, but they are doing it. Go to waterwithdave.com. Well, we have guest Tom Rents on the show. We first met Tom when he was the legal representative for the Frontline Doctors and did a stellar job with that. And uh, these people are still heroes in my book. And they're continuing to do good work, and so is Tom. He's a frequent guest on Clay Clark's uh, 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 tour, and uh, it's, he does a fantastic job with that. In fact, you know, we just interviewed Clay over on our TV side last week, and uh, Tom is a frequent guest, and uh, he's developing quite, actually I should say developed, quite the national reputation. And uh, he's kind enough to take a little bit of time to come and join us 
to enlighten us about what's happening with gain of function. How much exposure are we going to get? What are we going to learn? Are there legal ramifications for what's coming? And also, we're going to talk about Dare Fewer's speech last Thursday. Tom, welcome to the show. It's always great to have you. I'm glad to be here, Dave. I always love coming on and talking with you. Well, um, let, let's start with gain of function. Uh, I think Fauci is ducking and hiding by saying, well, I'm going to resign in December. <coughs> Coincidentally, excuse me, one month after the election. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably a good decision on his part, but I don't think it's going to work out real well. You know, the problem is is that uh, what Fauci has done is is just absolutely shocking. We, You know, we talk about this, and he went out and he went in front of Congress and said no, that, you know, he didn't fund gain-of-function work. Here's the problem. You know, we've got uh, Steve Bannon and all sorts of guys that are right now getting attacked everywhere because, you know, they we get contempt of Congress, all these different things that no one ever gets charged for, at least until now. Uh, but now if you're a political enemy of the, of the left, you get charged with everything, and, you know, we go after you. So here we have Fauci, who, who without a doubt funded gain-of-function research that, you know, to my mind is unquestionably resulted in the creation of SARS-CoV-2 and this whole nightmare that we're dealing with. And... You know, the question is going to be, what are they going to do about it? You know, I mean, we we uh, we know that what happened. We know that he did this. Um, but what are we going to do about it now that we know that? Uh, so, yeah, I think that the, the if they don't have the same sort of investigations and do the same sort of, uh, uh, you know, prosecutions, everything like that, that they with Fauci that they're doing with all of these guys who, you know, didn't really do anything other than act as you know normal political people. Uh, I think that they're gonna they're really just they're devastating what's left of the very 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 little uh, respect Americans have for for our justice system. Well, I think you're right, but will these people ever pay a price? Uh, I mean, they. I mean, look at the Russian collusion delusion. Okay, we have Sussman on trial. Uh, for lying to the FBI, which he clearly did, he was part of the uh, uh, fake affidavit information, that, you know, with the FISA court. And uh, but on the jury, they had Clinton donors, and the judge was a Clinton and Obama supporter. How do you get justice? Yeah, that that was really a mind blowing thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and that's that's the problem is until the people take a stand we really aren't going to have justice the people are going to have to force us now i'm working on a case where we're going to be uh we're going to be looking at some things and trying to really push us uh from from the legal standpoint but ultimately this is going to come down to the people insisting on justice you know uh, if they if the people won't stand you know nothing else matters uh so we'll see what happens with that yeah, but this gain of function thing, Dave, is really an important thing. And and we had a five hour hearing, which was very well done. Thank you, Rand Paul and Senators that, that participated in this. But here's the problem. We spent five hours on something that should have taken fifteen minutes. And and I've broken this down a couple times this way, and I'd love to for the audience here kind of explain the gain of function thing. Yeah, please do. So when you talk about gain of function, you have to understand that a virus does one thing. It reproduces. 
that's all. Okay, so in reproducing, sometimes, you know, it's more dangerous, sometimes it's less dangerous, sometimes it reproduces faster or slower, but the only purpose a virus has in life is to reproduce, okay? So it's not, it's not you know, trying to find a family, it's not trying to find a job, all it does is reproduce. Well, when you talk about gain of function, there's no legal definition. So as it applies to a virus, it literally means, did the vi- did you do something that created the virus or resulted in the virus gaining function? You know, so, so it's very straightforward. Now, in, in this instance, EcoHealth Alliance received funding from Anthony Fauci, and they admitted in scientific studies and elsewhere, and we've got that they, they did gain-of-function work. They created chimeric viruses. They created these different viruses, right? So we spent five hours talking about whether or not that's gain-of-function. Well, here's the deal. If you have a virus and if you experiment on it, and if that experiment changes the virus, then it's probably going to change the virus's functionality because the only thing a virus does is reproduce. It could make it more dangerous. It could make it more uh, more virulent. But either way, it's whatever you do, if you change that virus, you're changing its functionality. So these experiments that they did creating these chimeric viruses, of course, of course they change the functionality. If they change the functionality, it gain functionality, it gain a function. I mean, just just plain as as can be, right? Not complicated. You don't have to be a PhD to understand. Uh, You know, if you take a a tire, if you take a wheel, and you cut it in half, you change its functionality, right? It doesn't run the same way. If you you add something to it, you know, uh, you, you change its functionality. Whatever you do, it changes its functionality. So did they do something that changed this virus's functionality? And the answer is yes. Yes. Now, what they did specifically in this case was they did work to make it so that it could spread more easily to human-type cells. They wanted to make it so that this could, uh, to see what sort of adaptations would be necessary for this to connect to, to these receptor parts of the human body. They're called ACE2 receptors. So they experimented. They found ways to do that. That literally couldn't be anything but gain of function. It, this virus literally gained function from these experiments. So when Fauci says, no, we didn't fund gain of function work, that's an outright lie. Uh, we have the grants. We have the grants. We have the reports from the grants. we got all this stuff. He outright lied. So this is really not a complicated thing. We don't need to get into the nuance of gain of function. The question is, did you experiment on a coronavirus? Yes. Did that virus change or alter its functionality as a result of those experiments? The answer is yes. How is that not gain of function? I agree. Can I, so, can I ask you, do you know how the gain of function uh, changed, how it morphed? Was it more deadly, less deadly? What would you say? Well, it would be more deadly to humans because the initial virus that they had in its natural state arguably would not transmit to humans. So the, so in the Menagerie paper, what they talk about is they talk about the fact that they were creating these chimeric viruses that would uh, better connect with what's called the ACE2 receptor. The ACE2 receptor is a... Uh, it's it's part of a cell where where the where uh, the spike protein connect can connect in to that ACE2 cell. 
So what they did was they added the spike protein to these viruses, and that allowed these viruses to connect to human cells so that they could reproduce better. So it made it more virulent and more transmissible to humans. And uh, basically, you know, that that caused the whole problem. Uh, you know, prior to this, you know, these things were in bats, and they were they were arguing that they were ready to jump to humans, uh, but but they weren't doing it. There was no there was no COVID nineteen. Uh, you know, prior to these experiments, after these experiments, there was there was, and we have a whistleblower who says that yes, they created SARS COVID two viruses in the lab. Um, we know that they were doing the experimentation that would do that. This is such a shut, open and shut case that there's really no question about this other than why is Anthony Fauci not in jail? Why is EcoHealth Alliance not, uh, and all of its leadership, you know, answering to uh, the courts on this? I mean, this is really, really clear. Two words to answer your question. Merrick Garland. Yeah. 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 I, I think that, that uh, those two words really sum it up. You know, uh, it's a real shame that he didn't make it on the Supreme Court, given the good job he's doing at the DOJ. Yeah, he. you know, I, I didn't think this would be possible, but he's a bigger menace in the position he's in as if he had replaced a uh, liberal Democrat justice. That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. It's scary. He's dangerous no matter where he's at. And it, it just, he's the he's the epitome of of uh, a dictator's enforcer he yeah. he's heinrich himmler well he he is he's an absolute nightmare um you know there's there's just no respect for the law so as a lawyer and i think this is really important for people to understand so you know dave i you you let me come on your show which i'm always grateful for and i'm grateful to talk to this audience and, you know, one of the things I'm doing is I'm fighting for change. I'm fighting for our freedom, fighting for all these different things. But you have to understand something. The reason I come on the show and the reason I do all these things is because ultimately change has to come from we the people. Okay, we the people are a necessary part of this whole thing. And here's what Merrick Garland doesn't seem to either know or care about. As an attorney, when I go into a court, my job as an officer of the court is not to change the law. The courts don't have the legal authority to change the law. The only thing the courts can do is apply the law to a set of facts. And if the law has been misinterpreted or interpreted wrong, we, the lawyers, can argue for what the correct interpretation is. But we cannot. We have no ethical right or, or ability to go to the court and say the law should be this when it isn't. Merrick Garland seems to view the law as something that is a tool for him to wield. And, and, you know, if it doesn't say what he wants it to, he'll find a way to make it work or just ignore it. I mean, the, the DOJ has been politicized to the point that it is absolutely meaningless uh, as a tool of justice. I mean, the FBI right now is, is essentially acting as a Gestapo. They're, they're politicized. They're not looking at things in terms of justice, or you would see Hunter Biden long since in jail. You know, I mean, we're going to go through Melania Trump's underwear drawer, but we're not going to look at Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, the number of crimes that are that are allegedly admitted to on that laptop are mind-blowing. 
for him and for Biden, uh, the big guy, you know, uh, but but we're going to go after, you know, guys like uh, Steve Bannon. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time we're going to go after guys who are who yeah like mike flynn for nothing and uh we're going to leave guys who are real criminals go this this is an absolutely untenable situation and it it really it it brings uh, it brings a lot of di- discredit to the whole justice system. I mean, the courts, everything looked bad because of what these guys are doing. Well, they look worse than bad. They're complicit in what they're doing. They become co-conspirators for what they're doing. Um, it, it's 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 downright scary how far this is going. But Congress is too. Do you know? I don't know if you knew this or not. There's a bill in uh, the house right now to basically end the alternative media now they say they they won't do it based on political ideology the criteria will be hate speech misinformation so anything they disagree with they'll just put that label on did you know that was coming well i mean they've been pushing for this sort of thing i didn't i don't know uh, which bill you're referring to but they've been pushing for this sort of thing for a number of years 
I mean, you know, they, they just keep repackaging censorship. Uh, you know, they call it hate speech. They call it misinformation. Look at the UN. I mean, the UN has got, uh, UNESCO has just put out a huge initiative on combating faults and misinformation. And, you know, the first thing they talk about is, is on global warming, which I refuse to call it climate change. You know, they keep changing the moniker because, uh, every time they, they say anything, it ends up being wrong. They started out with global cooling. That was wrong. So then they moved on to the ozone hole. Well, that didn't work out because the ozone hole closed up. Then they moved on to global warming. Well, Al Gore's hockey stick apparently missed the mark because after 2015, we're still here. You know, so now then we have to move on to climate change. That way we can just say whatever's happening out there is uh, clearly the result of our our cars. So, I mean, you know, this whole thing is, it's always been about information control because, you know, the First Amendment is the—is really the foundation of ensuring freedom. And the Second Amendment is really the, the foundation of preserving the First Amendment. You know, those two amendments probably have done more to preserve our nation than anything else. And so they have to eliminate them. I mean, if you look at any communist country or dictatorship in history, they control religion, they control speech, they control thought. And as soon as they can disarm the people, those are the first things they do. So this isn't a surprise. You know, I mean, they've they've tried to do it through social engineering, and it's not working out real well. You know, they, they do all the censorship, well, then Trump starts through social and getter and cloud hub and all these other you know alternatives and they they shut us down in the mainstream media well nobody watches the mainstream media now they come to shows like yours to to get real news so you know this isn't a surprise to me in the least uh you know this is that's that is the the one of the most necessary things they have to do to secure their their future goals as communist dictator thugs Boy, interesting. Um, and you praised it so well because they are thugs. It's like we're being ruled by the mafia. And uh, this the mafioso behavior. I mean, you know, they even went through Barron's uh, room and went through his stuff. Like he's good. Can you imagine Donald saying to his son, hey, son, I, I need you to hide these classified documents because the FBI might come here someday. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane what's it, going on. There is absolutely zero question in my mind that the question isn't whether any laws were broken with that. The question is how many. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing about that that was done in line with the Constitution or in good faith. I mean, but does it surprise us from a guy who's going to channel Stalin and Hitler for a speech and tell half the country that, they're, that, they're, uh, that they are a threat to democracy? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I want want to ask you opinion on something, Tom. Um, The background has been a source of a lot of consternation. The red background, the macabre background. I asked my audience, I said, how did you see the background? Did you see it as satanic? Did you see it as uh, hammer and sickle, you know, better red than dead, that kind of thing? You know, so did you, how did you see this? Well, how did you see that red background? What was your interpretation? So my interpretation was very general. And the reason for that is, 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 so I'm not a guy, when I read a poem, which I try to avoid doing, or when I read, you know, literature, uh, I don't 
I don't like to try and determine, you know, every nuance of the author's thought. If I'm doing something that, like that, I, I just generally, I'm looking for what, what's apparent. And what's apparent there was that it was threatening. My reaction was threatening. Yes, I immediately thought of Hitler Stalin. But the thing that I really thought about more than that was the, the implied threat of having both the military and this, this red backdrop. And don't tell me that that was just poor decision making. That was a very clear message. It was intended to be a message. You know, this guy is controlled and ran by communist China. He's controlled and ran by anybody, whoever the highest bidder is on any given day. And, you know, the idea that that was anything but very clear messaging to anyone who might oppose him is ridiculous. This was him sending a shot over the bow. You know, they intend to keep pushing this, uh, this agenda which is, you know, basically the war on America. And, uh, you know, this is just, hey, let me show you your, your new leader, your, your great leader, the, the king here. I think so I just took it at face value is what it was, a very threatening and ominous message uh, trying to show his power over us. Wow. It is incredible that... I just I find it incredible that the Senate didn't do the Republicans didn't do a walkout um, and protest call something to it. Here's something I just you know said to my wife this morning. You know Labor Day is come and gone, and yet all across the world where they don't celebrate Labor Day, there were massive protests against the World Economic Forum's policies that are being carried out yep. by their national government, and yet here. The Republicans didn't organize anything. The, the Democrats are going to win in November unless something dramatic happens in the next two months. Well, do you know what the problem is, Dave? Is China Mitch and some of these Dem- Republicans would rather lose than let Trump, you know, regain a foothold. I mean, they do not want MAGA to have a foothold in this country. They do not want that. They would rather lose their majority. And, uh, you know, sit in the majority, minority, with, with, you know, with holding their seats than to uh, fight to retake our country. You know, these guys are complicit and, and, and honestly, no better than the Democrats. If you would sell out on principle, then I would not have you as my elected official. It's just that simple. And that's what they all do. They're, they're just all willing to sell out to keep their own seats. And uh, I, I don't think... I don't think that the rhino leadership of the Republican Party wants to win. There's too much mega. There's too many mega people that are up right now. They would rather lose than have that as part of the party. This is mm. a battle for the Republican Party's base. Uh, case in point, there are eight Republican senatorial races where Mitch McConnell's badmouthing the candidates, leaking info to WAPO and the New York Times, and denying funding. No. Yeah, he needs to he needs to be removed. I'm not sure how it is that the people of Kentucky are still tolerating that piece of garbage. It's funny. I've, I've called um, for a recall you know, the whole last week from Kentucky. I say, where are you? It's funny you'd say that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, I just this guy is he's horrendous. I mean, you know, his wife's tied with the Chinese the communists, and uh, yeah, I just I I can't believe that anybody could be this effective because I don't think he's stupid. I, I think that, uh, and, and even if he's a little stupid, he can't be this stupid. 
if you look at what he's doing and what he's done, this doesn't ring of, oops, I'm dumb. This rings of just corruption. So, yeah, I think that ultimately this is, you know, there's a war against we, the people of the United States. There's a war against freedom. And a vast majority of the people in this country would stand for freedom, but most are too, have their heads too far in the sand to know what's going on. So the, the 20 to 30 percent of us that are awake, and that number is growing every day, uh, you know, I'd say there's another 30 percent that are on our side but not fully awake. But, uh, you know, the, 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 those of us that are fully awake, we either, we either, you know, continue to stand, we find the energy to continue to fight on and spread the message, or our country's lost because there is a war going on against our nation in every way but the violent way, which I want to stress that we, we, we want to avoid that. We don't want violence. But, uh, you know, we are under attack. The ideals and foundations of our nation are being destroyed. Well, we can't get justice. I mean, are, are you surprised that Trump got a favorable ruling that uh, the DOJ can't use these materials, a special master's coming in to review them? And I'd like you to talk about that no. process a little bit. No, I'm not surprised. Um, the reason is, is that there has to be, if you look at what's happening, uh, you know, is there widespread corruption? Absolutely. Um, but here's the thing. There has to be the appearance of fairness. There has to be the appearance of due process. There has to be the appearance that this is a legitimate thing. If that appearance is gone, then the people are left with no other resort but to, to fight back. And so, you know, you, they've got to keep enough people ho-hum, heads down, you know, I'm just going to keep going because, yeah, well, you know, it'll, it'll sort itself out to uh, to allow the plan to keep moving. You know, I mean, the, the, the attack on our nation requires for it to be successful the uh, a lack of commitment from our people, right? For this to work, the people cannot be committed to fighting or to standing back. So they can't activate too many people. So, no, I'm not overly surprised about that. Uh, I think that they're very desperate right now. They've done everything they can to try and attack and, and destroy Donald Trump. But the guy's still there. And he ain't going anywhere. And the question's going to be, how desperate do they have to get? Uh, you know, as, as this kind of comes down to the wire, are they actually going to try and arrest, you know, Trump up charges, no pun intended, to arrest him? Are they going to try and perp walk him? They're going to do, you know, they're doing whatever they can, but uh, they have to at least do it with some sort of appearance of impartiality or, or it just, it, you know, it just pushes him even farther ahead. So I think that's what's going on. The special master was appointed because, uh, you know, frankly, this looked corrupt. Uh, you know, you, you're supposed to avoid an appearance of impropriety if you're a judge or a magistrate. I'm not sure how that, you know, would even remotely apply to what happened. You know, this is the courts, that whole process pretty much, I mean, we can go into the nuance of it, but the, the reality is, is that that just boils down to one thing. It looked corrupt. It sounded corrupt. Everybody felt it was corrupt, and the courts needed to save some face there. Yeah, well, that's really good the way you put it. That's exactly what happened. It's almost a good thing because it could serve to wake up so many people. Um, 
but Tom, here's here. I, I made a plea on my YouTube channel to people. I just said, you people who come here, you know what's wrong. And I went through a few things and I said, have you ever asked yourself how the Democrats keep voting for these people, even though they're losing to these people? I mean, Democrats yeah. are being attacked and they tried to divide gay and straight and black and white and all the divisions. But at the end of the yeah. day, everyone's equally affected by what they're doing to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the simple reality is, is that it's getting harder and harder for people to not recognize what the Democratic Party stands for. You know, if you go back to, you know, the 60s Democrats, the Kennedy Democrats, that was a completely different party. In fact, I would say if you go back to the Kennedy Democrats, I would say they are more Republican than the Republicans today. Uh, you know, it was a totally, totally different time and place. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who, well, my grandpa voted Democrat, I voted, my dad voted Democrat, I'm voting Democrat. And they they don't bother to look at what's happening or what the party stands for. So, you know, they just kind of stick with it. But the reality is now, as we look at, you know, them putting litter boxes in kids' bathrooms at school, we look at, you know, the absurdity of what's happening with our, our you know, California is getting rid of uh, gas-powered cars, but then telling you not to charge your electric. Um, you, you look at the food supply crashing. You look at the ridiculousness of going through, you know, Barron's room and uh, Melania's. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Underwear drawer. You know, we, everywhere you look, this is so ridiculous and unhinged that it's just not sitting with people. And so I think that there are a lot of people, and I know a lot of people, who are traditional Democrats. That just they said, you know, listen, I just can't support the Democrat Party anymore. It's gone too far, and I I'm just not there. So you know, I think that it just when you say how is it that anybody can still vote Democrat, I think it's just a few. I think it's for the most part there's some people that are sold out and just total nutcase commie fruitcakes, but I think that a vast majority of the people who do it are still buying the Democrat Kool-Aid because Grandpa voted that way, Dad voted that way, I'm voting that way. I think you're right, but at some point in time, you think people would walk into the grocery store or they're at the gas pump and there'd be this realization, this crap ain't working, what's causing it? You would think that would happen. Yeah, well, and I think that is happening. I think that's happening on in vast numbers. You know, I... I I'm going to tell you that, you know, when they talk about is there going to be a red wave, is there not going to be a red wave, I'm going to tell you exactly what I believe is happening there. They are planning on doing whatever they have to do to steal as much of this election as possible. The question is whether or not they can get away with it. Now, if they can convince everybody that, there's, you know, the red wave might not happen, 
Well, you know, then then they can make a plausible case for stealing another election. If, however, that fails, and if they have to steal this again in a very egregious way, people are going to have a fit. And I think if they steal this again, people are going to have a fit anyways. I don't think it matters. I think there's enough people awake now, enough people watching, you know, that, uh, you know, it's there's going to be some mad, mad, mad people if they try and steal another one regardless and uh yeah so so that's 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 really what this is about right now this is really about positioning to try and justify you know stealing this election and seeing whether they can get enough credibility in the press and with the public on the idea that there might be anything but a red wave to to get away with stealing this again. I think it's really, they're just measuring the, the temperature of the country to see whether or not people will tolerate it. I, I think the House is winnable if, if the worst doesn't happen, as you're describing. But the Senate is lost. I mean, Mitch McConnell is personally pulling funding from eight Republican senatorial races. I mean, Herschel Walker's had to take his ads down. So when you look at eight, eight positions in the Senate, I think the Democrats would have to, the Republicans have to win five of these races, if I'm not mistaken, by my calculations, if things go according to how it looks. But Mitch McConnell single-handedly handing the Senate to the Democrats. They don't have to cheat. They got Mitch McConnell to do it. Well, you know, if I hadn't seen that, I hadn't seen that he pulled the funding. No, here he's um, done. Three, he's done three case, things. Though. Rick Scott already spoke on this. He didn't talk about funding. He said, uh, "You're being treasonous to the party." He said this to uh, Mitch McConnell. He said, "You're leaking information about candidates in a negative way that are Republicans to the New York Times and Washington Post. You are uh, presenting the party in a bad light." And you're sabotaging the senatorial races. He did not get into funding. But I know for a fact, Blake Masters has said this in Arizona. Herschel Walker has said this. Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out and said this is what's happening in the Senate. It's happening. Eight races. J.D. Vance once had a huge lead in Ohio. He's going to lose because he's got no funding now. Dr. Oz has no funding now. He's going to lose to a stroke victim that can't even campaign and can't talk longer than 15 seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the question is, you know, why why are people still donating to the Republican Party? Why Donate to your individual candidate. Don't donate to the Republican Party. Oh, I, I can't imagine why anybody would give a dime to the Republican Party. I mean, if you really want to have it do something effective, you give to the to the candidates or to the PACs that are going to support candidates. You know, anybody that would let Mitch McConnell or the Republican Central Committee control anything, you know, they're part of the problem. You know, I mean, it's just that simple. But, you know, the problem is, is that we have a two-party system, and those two parties are both corrupt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether you've, got, whether you've got the McConnells or whether you've got... Uh, the entire entirety of the Democrat Party, it doesn't really matter. It's two sides of the same coin. And, uh, you know, either way, what you're getting is just garbage. So I don't know. To me, we've got to fight back. Yeah, I've gone back and forth over the years on a third party. The problem with it is, is that it takes so much to get a third party going. By the time that happens, what are you left with? And, you know, 
But if we aren't going to take back the Republican Party, uh, they certainly don't represent my views. I don't, I mean, I I can't support uh, McConnell or anyone even remotely like him. So uh, I don't know. I, we've really got to, we the people have to retake this. And, you know, the people listening to this show are the key. I mean, you guys, we we're the base. We need to be calling and screaming. You know, we'll call and scream at, at, at you know, politicians, this, that, and the other here. And again, we need to be calling and screaming at the Republican Party. There should be a, a million phone calls to the Republican Party saying, you know, why is McConnell even, uh, even anywhere near a position of leadership? Why is it that we are not supporting our, our Senate candidates? Why are we not, you know, what are you saving the money for? What, I mean, what, the country's going to be in worse shape at some time in the future? Yeah. Did you know, uh, I'm sure you do, that Mitch McConnell's wife, her parents control the six largest ports for communist China, and they have uh, given a gift to the McConnell family of all these trading vessels, and he's probably making about 20 to $25 million a year. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I know I not those some of those specifics I did not, but I do know that he's you know, his wife's family's all tied in with the Communist Party, and uh, they're involved with trading and uh, ports and that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's just mind blowing that that people don't see what's happening here. I mean, McConnell is apparently willing to sell out our country to the Communist Chinese. You know, as long as he can maintain power and control. He's Joe Biden of the Senate. And is, yeah. is, well, is, the question is, what are we going to do about it? Good question. Um, I implored my audience this morning to play our shows for Democrats. Said you can't worry about what the results are. You need to plant the seed. And you got two weeks to get it to, or two months to get it to germinate. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, is I want to urge them, you know, I don't care whether it's through funding, whether it's through phone calls, through, you know, so, you know, I mean, I do, I've got, I do a lot of work with Make Americans Free, again, we're going to be dropping some big stuff on this COVID, on uh, the gain of function and another lawsuit and stuff like that coming up. Uh, so, you know, if you want to join them, um, you know, but what just get active and do something and we really need to take action to push the republicans i mean the republicans are as big a problem in this as as any democrat everybody knows that that oac is nuts uh you know uh or i'm sorry aoc whatever her name is uh, everybody knows she's nuts not many people are fighting with mcconnell not many people are fighting with the Republicans. They are, I can deal with an enemy a lot better than I can deal with a friend who's stabbing me in the back. And that's what we've got to look out for. You know, it's interesting. You've already said a half dozen things that I've said in the last two days to my audience. I, I guess uh, great minds think alike. But in other words, it's so painfully obvious what needs to happen. It's just, it's mind-blowing do you feel this sense of approaching doom that if we allow the democrats to win they'll consolidate power and it'll be a one-party system from here on out well there's no question that they're trying to do that they're going to try and consolidate particularly around elections i mean they're going to try and push elections and censorship 
those will be the top priorities, which they'll call misinformation and uh, ensuring, you know, fair elections you know, and access to elections, things like that. Um, those two things are going to be the number, top priorities because that, that ensures that we never have another fair election, another fair anything. And ultimately, the reason this is so important right now is there are certain people in this country that will not accept socialism, communism. They just won't. Uh, they would they would they would take up arms first and you know i i understand that we don't want to ever have to use the second amendment what it was for what it was meant to use be used for okay that is the goal the goal is to fix this no one ever wants to have to defend our country by taking up arms we don't ever want a war in this country a civil war or an outside war or anything else so we have to take action now, and we've got to take action before it gets there. You know, if we go back to the civil rights movement, which I love the civil rights movement, the way that MLK, you know, pushed us out there and, you know, the sit-ins and all the things that they did, I think Rosa Parks, you know, I mean, these are some really amazing things. Here's the thing, though. There were people that were more than ready to be violent. There were people who were violent during the civil rights movement. And you have to, you know, when you look at the question, you say, well, why? Well, they, they, were, they were arguably justified. I mean, I don't support violence ever. But if, you, if ever there was a time to stand, you know, that was one of those times. We don't want to get to a point where there's people that, on a large scale that feel that way again. We want to take care of this the proper way. But when corruption takes hold at a level that people can't get justice in the courts, they can't get a fair election, then, you know, they're left without recourse. Our founding fathers knew that, you know, and uh, they, they sought to build in as many safeguards as possible. We, the, the people, know that inherently. And a lot of our leaders, when I talk to the leaders in the conservative movement, you know, they all say we don't want we we've got to make sure that these people, do, the you know, the, the people don't get to the point where they feel like they've got to be violent. We don't want that. Yeah, I hear you. So I, I'm right there with you, Tom. I am. But but let me tell you, there are people that want violence. Let me give you a quote and have you respond to it. This was played a couple of times on Fox News, probably time frame four months ago, maybe. Uh, but it's recent enough to take it seriously. Nancy Pelosi said, and I didn't, they didn't play the question that prompted the answer, but what she said was, if the Republicans manage to win the primaries, we won't honor the election because Republicans will destroy democracy. How do you, how do you take that? Well, I take it exactly as it was sounds. I mean, you know, listen, she, they don't respect democracy they don't want democracy they want a socialist dictatorship you know communist nightmare and that's what they're pushing towards and there's a lot of republicans that are complicit in it they're okay with us moving there as long as they get to pretend to be the opposition party even though they're not actually uh doing anything to oppose anything bingo so you know this is uh This is all about maintaining the power structure and expanding it. And you have to understand the foundation of government always is based on the, the will of the governed to be governed. 
right? If we, the people, refuse to accept our government, then there is no government. It changes. So if we're willing to accept and tolerate the sort of corruption that Nancy Pelosi is pushing, that Joe Biden is pushing, that, uh, you know, Barack Obama from his basement as he's pulling the strings is pushing, you know, that these guys are pushing. If we're willing to accept that, then we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get the the dystopian communist nightmare that China is. The problem, I think, that is probably as big of a problem as any, though, is that we're now at a point where technology is so advanced and where there's so many things that are being done that if the power of the people is lost, it may be lost forever. You know, that's a great concern because at some point, you know, if you look at China, they've got a camera on every corner and they know what everybody's doing and they're monitoring everything. And to organize some sort of a rebellion or some sort of a freedom movement in China would be very, very, very difficult. If we lose our freedom with technology as advanced as we have it, it would be very hard to ever earn it back. And so that's, I think, one of the things that's really changed over the historical freedom fights that, that, that uh, you know, that we can look over, you know, when we look back over history. Boy, I took Pelosi's comment uh, one step further. You'll have to physically remove us from office. Yeah. They're the ones that will start the violence. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they will. I don't think there's any question about it. Dave, look, listen, here's how I've talked about the COVID thing. And I'm just going to talk about it in terms of COVID. Okay. These guys created a disease that killed millions, many millions. They then covered up the fact that there were tons of treatments that work and prevent people from dying and instead push treatments that actually result in death. We've incentivized killing people in our hospitals. So they've killed millions more. Then you throw the vaccine in, which isn't a vaccine. It's a weapon. It destroys people's health. It destroys their lives. And over the next five to ten years, I hate to even think of what's going to happen. So they killed millions more. Dave, if the truth comes out about this, do you think that the millions and millions of people affected by this around the world are going to say, oh, well, let's let's send them to a Martha Stewart uh, weekend retreat type prison for a few years and then let them go back to their billions? That's not going to happen. These guys know that if they get found out, it's Nuremberg 2.0. Mm-hmm. It's it's hanging from the end of a noose type stuff. They know that, because, and they know they deserve it, frankly. So, you know, the bottom line is, is that these guys, they know that they're playing this for keeps. And the, the, more, the more you corner an animal, the more dangerous it gets. You know, this is why I've seen on on a personal level. Uh, you know, is the the more threat threatening we are to, in this COVID thing, and the more steam we're gaining, and the you know the more we're doing, the more dangerous the other side's getting. And uh, you know, I see the attacks, the personal attacks, the attacks on people that are working with me. I see these things increase substantially, uh, and it's because they're losing. 
I mean, on the COVID side, we are winning. And, you know, the nice thing about the COVID thing is if we actually are able to, to truly get the truth out entirely, that'll wake enough people up that the whole thing will start coming down, which is not lost on me and is actually part of the strategy. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those things where when you say Nancy Pelosi would, would be the person to incite the violence, well, look at what happened January 6th. I mean, we know the FBI was involved. We know there were, there were, I mean, there's just too much nonsense there for anyone to believe that that was a coincidence. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you one bit. If it comes right down to it, they're going to, they're going to fight back. God, God forbid, but probably even physically if they have to, because, you know, better to better to go down fighting than to, to die at the end of a rope. Hmm. Well, I really feel that you're right on the money with this. I just, again, it's major cognitive dissonance. That's the new pandemic in America. How a Democrat can continue to vote for these people after what's happening, what they've seen. I mean, can you imagine, okay, let's say Trump had, was Biden, okay? And I voted for Trump. I would have been horrified if I'd have seen him come out in that setting with Marines and threaten the opposition the way he did. I literally said the same thing on my show on Bridie on today, the exact same thing. I said, can you imagine if Donald Trump had stood out with that red background, Marines behind him, and said, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and the Democrats are a threat to democracy, and we must take action against them. Can you imagine what would have happened? I mean, he would have been impeached. He would have been, you know, they, t- they talk about Trump trying to start an insurrection. That, I couldn't give you a better example of someone attempting to start an insurrection than that. He literally stood up there with the Marines in the background, the, the, the red blood red background and said that mega supporters are enemies of the state i mean that's over half the country are you kidding me you know this is this is mind-blowing what's going on but you know my wife god bless my wife she's a better person than me and she will chat, she'll give me help because I'll, uh, you know, I get grumpy. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about being, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm a broken Christian because I'm a fighter. I get grumpy and I'm, you know, I'm mad at these guys. I'm fighting. She say, well, you got to be kind. She always tell me I got to be kinder. I got to be nicer. Well, the other day, you know, she said that and I said, listen, I said, honey, you're right. It would be great if I was more like Jesus. I should be. But these guys are destroying our country. They're destroying our children's future. They're attacking freedom, and they're trying to destroy everything we stand for. I can't, we cannot just keep burying our head in the sand and, and hoping to kill them with kindness. We've got to stand, and we've got to fight. And, I, you know, I'm not talking about violence. We've got to fight peaceably, but that doesn't mean that it's not forcibly. We have to we have to resist. We have to take a stand. We have to say we're not going to tolerate Mitch McConnell anymore. We're not going to tolerate Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden. Mega's the majority. Sorry. 
most people want a great America. You know, you, whether you, even if you don't like Trump, most people want America great. So, you know, this is something that we, the people, have to take sta- take a stand on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm done with worrying about hurting your feelings on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Same if people way. don't like that, they don't like what I have to say, that's, you know, I'm not going to be violent, but I'm also not going to apologize for taking a, a very, very strong stand on this. Yeah, I, I, Doug, my broadcast partner in the Doug and Dave Intel Report, got a email from someone telling us how off base we are, this, that, and the other, and he said, "How should I respond?" And said, "We hope you enjoy your future shows somewhere else." And I don't have to, yeah. I don't have time to deal with this. And and uh, someone accused me of being doom and gloom today, and I said, "You're exactly right, because we are doomed." And you're going to have a gloomy existence unless you get off your excuse and do something. And this is what people don't seem to get. I mean, this is not a spectator sport we're in. This is a participant sport. We are gladiators in the Coliseum of politics, and everything is on the line now. Listen, I really believe this from the bottom of my heart, Tom. If the Democrats retain control in both houses, it's game over. It's, it's going to be a little scary, I'll tell you that. Yeah, the problem is, is that as long as I'm drawing breath, I'll be fighting for freedom. Okay, so the problem is, though, is what does that fight look like? And I don't want it to be uh, something, you know, worse than what it is. I mean, it's bad enough as it is. And you're right. If the Democrats take over, uh, it's it's absolutely going to be ugly. You know, Boris, so, Boris Johnson showed the world who he was recently. And his, after his final speech, and he was championing all his benefits and victories with climate change, he jumped on his private jet and flew off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the The private jets and the climate change stuff uh, are, are just amazing to me. But, you know, climate change, uh, you know, the global warming nonsense, that was the foundation for fake science. I mean, yes. that's that's it, that's the historical. You know, that's where they practice putting out fake science yeah. and lies and misleading the public, and and they perfected it. E- East you know, Anglia, and they you, to publish yeah. lies. Yep, you're right. Yeah. East Anglia University in Penn State, where they fabricated data in 2008, and that's when they changed the name from global warming to climate change to fool the public. And to some degree, it worked. Tom, tell people how they can follow your good work. Uh, please support us at rens-law.com. You'll see a sub stack there. If you subscribe to that, any uh, you can subscribe for free, so please subscribe. And if you uh, if you decide to pay for it, that money goes to the fight. Absolutely. Uh, we also have uh, a give, send, go there, which uh, we'd be very grateful for. And uh, follow us on Cloud Hub, on Getter, and on True Social. Very good. Very, Tom, you're a true warrior, and we covered a lot of topics today. But, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard from someone who's been consistently on the front lines, the front lines, and you heard his views. Maybe you should listen a little closer and get to work. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Dave. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.